Hello, welcome to episode 46 of the PHP Town Hall Podcast with Ben Edmonds and Phil Sturgeon. Hello. It's been uh, quite a while since we've done one of these, so uh, hi. It's been quite a while since we decided to air one of these, I think. Well, yeah, there's not. <laughs> we did record one that uh, wasn't quite up to our professional standards. No, can... we're, not, we're not just talking about a lack of uh, professional audio quality, because that has become a running staple. but um. Just wasn't very good. So we are doing a Christmas special. Um, the only difference between uh, a standard PHP Town Hall episode and, and a Christmas special is I've got a Christmas tree in the background. Um, how's your Christmas been going over there, Ben? Oh, it's been fun. I'm back home in Alabama for the holidays. Um, it's been really nice. You know, seeing friends and family, kind of an espresso maker, things like that. What about you? That's pretty cool. Um, back in Back in the UK, I think I didn't, bother coming home for Christmas last year, so it was nice to come back this time, and um, friends from all over the world have all kind of gone back to our random little little middle-of-nowhere country town um, for Christmas, so there's some friends in that live in Australia now that I haven't seen in six years, and we used to be best mates, and getting to hang out with them has been pretty cool, and obviously hanging out with the family is nice, um, been, been all over the place really, just lots of catching up, fair bit, fair bit of boozing. I got I got five different bottle openers as Christmas presents. I feel like people are trying to tell me something. that that and a hip flask. I'm like, well, now I've got a hip flask. I don't need any bloody bottle openers, do I? But um, yeah, it's a bit of a theme. It's all bikes and booze and programming, which is fucking on point for gifts for my family. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Not the worst thing in the world. No, not at all. When do you? Uh, how long have you been there? When do you go home? Oh, I've been here for about nine, ten days. Got to hang out with Alex Bilby the first night I landed in, uh, in London. We went to see Bill Bailey. I haven't seen him in years. Yeah, yeah. He's doing really well. He's, uh, he's switching around companies and working, working on a few, few fun projects. So, uh, yeah, I, should have, I, I wanted to try and get him on an episode like, while we were there. But those in-person ones never work out. Because if you haven't seen your friend in a year, the last thing you want to do is go, right, shut up. We're going to sit down and talk about programming. No, <laughs> we're going to go to the pub and it's going to be fun. <laughs> and when do you go home? I'm leaving Bristol tomorrow. I've got one evening in London, seeing Alex again, hopefully, and Geordie too. Just name dropping. But the London, the London PHP crowd is a lot of fun, so we usually just hang out and bitch about stuff. Um, flying home first thing on the 29th, back in time for New Year's, so I can have a little Ooh. party at my place. Me and yeah, Stoford right. are hosting a fancy dinner ball. So are you going to get in the pool this time? No, no pool for him. I mean, it's, it's pretty fucking hot in New York. It's, it's 60 degrees Fahrenheit, whatever that is in old English money. And uh, it's hot there. So he probably could enjoy a pool, but I'm not going not gonna to bother because he was crappy about it last time. Is he an ass? He's a total ass. <laughs> a little ungrateful piece of shit. He's an ungrateful little shit. I, I bought him uh, a paddling pool from the local dollar store. I mean, he might be complaining about the quality of the, the plastic, but I bought, him a, I bought him a dollar store paddling pool filled it up with water getting 10 buckets of water up four flights of stairs is a shit task he didn't show any gratitude for that whatsoever he just he sculpted in the corner in the shade um for the entire party so my friends all thought he was dead baking sorry was it baking in the sun no no the water the water was about right he should have been fine he's just being a prick is he okay i saw your uh your big guys try to kill him right yeah yeah i don't think it was intentional they just turned off everything some people, you know, you've stayed there. You know that it can oh, be yeah. a bit annoying on the sofa yeah. with the turtle light. Uh, so some people turn the turtle light off, but they just like ripped everything, just cables, and, oh. you know, a sun. Just oh, everything. I assume they just like accidentally flip the switch. 
No, I've changed the configuration on that. Sorry, we're getting into the wiring in my apartment right now, which isn't great for listeners, but there is, there's one switch that says, like, do not touch turtles, and that now only only covers the light and not the, the whole heater and everything else because they just ripped shit out and nearly killed him. But uh, I love the fact that Airbnb actually mailed me a book, and uh, they, they mailed me tor- uh, turtles and tortoises for dummies, uh, which was amazing. And the little <laughs> customized, the customized message they put on the packing slip was... Um, we're really sorry about your terrible experience. Hopefully you can leave this out so your guests can learn more about how to take care of a turtle. We hope, uh, we hope you and Stoford enjoy hosting guests in the future. And I was like, oh, they made it sound like we're housemates. That's so cute. <laughs> it's pretty fucking pretty ridiculous. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. What are you doing for New Year's? Where are you going to be? Uh, New Orleans. Heading over Thursday night, New Year's night. Hopefully so we'll make is- time for the uh, celebrations. So this is our last podcast ever, then. That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna earn some beats. Yeah, I'm working okay. on my uh, <laughs> She's uh, yeah. New Orleans is a fun place, and I can't imagine being there for New Year's Eve. That's got to be pretty nutty. Yeah, another event. So I'm pretty excited. It's gonna be wild. I'm sure. Staying uh, like one block away from Bourbon Street in a little like, old boutique hotel kind of thing. Nice, nice. Are you there for, is it just entirely pleasure or any business? No, nah, just all pleasure. Well, <laughs> I figure I'll drink a lot the first day, then I'll just sleep off the hangover the rest of the day. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Should we get into our first programming-related topic? I guess if we have. Probably worth <laughs> giving it a try. All right. Uh, PHP 7 has been released. Yeah. So, bells for that. got some these bubbles. Shake the tree. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't work. Uh, woo! PHP seven. This is this is great news. Uh, we've been talking for a while about some of the some of the features coming in PHP seven and, and trying to explain why they're awesome. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the a lot of the conversations were probably getting quite in depth about um, specific features that were being worked on and like RFC processes and some of the stuff made it in and some of it didn't. And um, and we were kind of talking through a lot of the progress of PHP seven. But PHP seven is now finally actually out. Um, for any of you that um familiar with that or they haven't been using php 7 or don't even know where to get it um, i put together a website called phpversions.info where you can go and see not every host in the world because every single 12 year old and their pet dog has got a hosting company but um there are some of the some of the bigger players and um a lot of a lot of very good hosts are listed on there so you can you can look to see which versions of which php branches they've got all the way back to 52 for some reason probably oh, that's cool but uh yeah you can there's a php 7 page um so you can just click mm-hmm. php 7 who's got that and it'll show there's a fair few hosts like five of them are on 701 and the rest of them are on 7 a couple of people are still on betas and rcs and stuff they might be out of date it, it's a manual manual database so far but for those that want to play with php 7 um and your usual approach to doing that is by dumping it on a host instead of doing it locally. Then do that and do it on phpversions.info. Very cool. And now we get to move on to some new topics as well. We've been talking about something for at least a year now. Yeah, yeah, we've been talking about it a while. Um, I, we're going to go on to the, the, the argument. Yeah, it's kind of what we need to do. Okay. Um, so the other day, I, I generally keep off Reddit, and then every now and then I have this little relapse, and it's usually when some other shit, like some bad shit's going on in my life, and I'm like, I need to shower some idiots. Um, but we were we were implementing. I've talked about Dread in the past. Um, we were implementing that at work on the new version of the API, and it was really, really, really hard to do. And whilst waiting for these five minute test run cycles, I was 
kind of looking on Reddit to see what's going on. And, and unfortunately, I, I do like to read up on RPHB to see what's coming out. But every now and then, something catches my eye, and I just cannot help but point out the idiocy. And somebody, where was it? It was, why, why do people say that PHP cannot be used for big websites? And my response, I mean, that's a stupid question, obviously. I responded saying, because they're fucking idiots who wrote bad PHP years ago and didn't notice that it was A, their fault, and B, the language has improved astronomically since then. I've had people shit on me for years uh, about PHP. Then I mentioned I also write Go or Ruby on Rails, and I watched their brains explode. Um, ignore them, they're daft. Now, unfortunately, that was perceived as me saying, anyone that has any criticism about PHP is an idiot. Clearly not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is most of the complaints are about, I've literally seen people moan recently about Register Globals, which was deprecated eight years ago and removed five years ago. <laughs> they they complain, about, complain about magic quotes, which was removed at the same time. It was removed in 5.4 after being deprecated in 5.3 and being advised against since I was bloody 12. Like, they, they, they talk about these things that don't make any sense. And even if we, still, even if we are still only on 5.6, to say that PHP hasn't improved um, is so absolutely like definitively patently moronic um that it is quite hard to contain um when i see people say those things yeah it's pretty amazing like especially like even at conferences things like that which you would expect people to be a little more yeah. up to date but um it's a modern php talk video which is really not even modern it's like what's happened to php in the last decade basically right there's still people that come back to that and they're just amazed at how different it is because a lot of people try PHP, everyone's tried PHP basically, and then you move on to some other language, and you don't really, you don't realize how much it's evolved because it really has changed a lot for a programming language in the past five years or so. Yeah, um, I think one of the things so PHP seven made a lot of very strong plays for consistency. Now, this is quite hard for some people to accept um, when the entire language hasn't been drastically improved. I mean, a lot. <sighs> To get back a step, what, what most of these haters seem to be talking about is that uh, every single improvement is just a cosmetic one. Every single change that's been made recently is putting lipstick on a pig. Um, and, and that's, again, definitively untrue. Um, I said that if, if, you only look, if you only look at the, if you only have a, a look at the surface, then of course the changes look cosmetic because you haven't looked at anything else, so you don't know. So I'm not saying that everyone that doesn't read every single RFC or the entire change log or understand how internals works is an idiot. That would be really completely unfair to say. Um, but what I am saying is that if you don't actually follow the changes, then you don't really have the ability to speak against them. Now, whilst there are cosmetic changes, um, there's quite a few, like the um, uh, the NoLS, uh, NoLS, I don't know how you pronounce it, um, coordinate, uh, the, the double... NoCoLS? Uh, no, another class operator. Yeah, I don't know how to say most of these words. I can type them. I've never tried saying them. I don't have a computer science degree. Um, there's a lot of these things that, like little bits of nice syntax, return type hints, um, um, you know, proper scalar type hints. All these things look like they've just tacked something on top of the same old existing shitty mess. Um, but that's again not true. So what's come out in PHP seven are a bunch of really cool changes. Um, PHP ng. The, the next generation of the engine, whether it's called that now or not, doesn't really matter. They, they've rewrote the fucking engine to make it handle memory a lot better and be between 50 and 100% faster. That, that sounds like an improvement, right? Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, that's, that's cosmetic. Uh, the concept, context, sexy... I can't use fucking words today. I'm not even drunk. 
The context. That's the problem. Uh, we've, we've discovered this in the past. I've got to get a little bit boozed or I can't say words. The context sensitive Lexa. Um, so this, the, the Lexa in the past had a lot of problems where if you tried to create a class or a namespace with otherwise registered words, or you created a method called for each or list, you know what I mean? Like you create a class called default or a namespace called switch. Like these things would blow it up. Because yeah. the Lexa goes, oh, that's a, that's a reserved word. You can't use that. Whereas really, as humans, we look at it and go, yeah, yeah. If that was just written in the body of a method, then sure, it should explode. But it's, it's, it's not. It's in the class name. Can you please just take the context of that? Okay. That's been yeah. done. And there's 64 new words that you can use as method names and class names. But that's not an improvement. <laughs> um, there's the abs uh, abstract syntax tree. Um, which does a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Um, I don't know too much about ASTs, and I really wish I looked this up before. But trying to explain these things on the fly without really looking at it is, is a little bit tricky, but the idea is that you can do some, some much more advanced stuff with, uh, with the syntax without having to have quite so many like, special fragile cases, because there's a lot of cases where the PHP code, the, the, um, it would look at it and say, oh, well, you've got a bracket there, and then you've got this other keyword there, and then I think that that means... This compiles down into like a middle language, um, and then it makes the output much more consistent. So that's pretty yeah, it's cool. Also to, a lot of things that seem maybe superficial in one version mm -hmm. are part of the step process. So it might be superficial to, say, update the array syntax or something. But if you look at PHP 5 to what PHP 9 is going to be, those small iterations are going to make it a very more cohesive, more consistent language in the future. Yeah. So what might seem superficial now is just part of the baby steps to get to a better language. Right. So the, the abstract syntax tree, um, not, not talking about array syntax, I don't know if I mumbled there, but that, that AST thing um, is pretty huge. Like most languages have these. Now, when I pointed out that PHP has got an AST, someone just goes, oh, well, they just should have had one of those ages go, like a properly designed language. So what they're accidentally saying there is, well, now PHP has one of these things that you think that a properly designed language should have. So if you can't shit on right. PHP for not having something, and then when it gets it, shit on it again. And I've seen people do that quite often. <laughs> they, they complain that PHP is yeah. a piece of crap for not doing something, and then it gets it. They're like, oh, it should have had it years ago. All right, fine, it didn't have it years ago, but you need to talk about the current PHP, not just be like, oh, it's bad because it didn't have this thing. Now, talking about all these things, there's loads more of these, like the engine exceptions, the fact that you can catch quite a lot of things that otherwise would have ended up being a fatal error or a, or a really complicated-to-catch error. Um, the internal constructor behavior, RFC, meant that there were some constructors that would, um, if the arguments you passed in didn't quite work out, then instead of getting a class back, which would um, you know, give you any sort of warning or error, the, the class, it would be a false. Normally, if you yeah. create an instance of anything, regardless of whatever's going on, you'd have to call a method to find out if it failed, or you'd get an exception or something. But this would just, it's not actually a class anymore, it's suddenly a false. So that sucked, and they fixed that. So there's a lot of weird shit that used to happen in PHP 5 point whatever that just doesn't happen anymore. Now, the inconsistencies that are left are uh, type coalescing. Quite often, like type coercing, whichever, is um, often something starts off as a string and then you compare it with something else and some really weird shit happens in the background. Yeah. We know that there are those weird things that actually genuinely don't bite us very often. If you use triple equals and you know about you know, weak and, and strict, uh, comparisons, it doesn't actually affect you. But um, that's, that's kind of weird, and I'll give you that. That's weird. That's still there in PHP 7. 
Um, it's kind of weird, but you get that kind of stuff in any dynamic language. Really. Exactly right. There, there are oddities in every language, and people yeah. pretend like PHP is the only one that has them. Go look at what. That's always a fun video to look at. Um, but the last one, and the most biggest one, and, and probably why people continue to look at PHP and say it hasn't improved, is because we still have the busted-ass standard library. Now, if you look at PHP and you see that it still has like 25 different naming conventions for its functions, it's very easy to say, oh, well, it hasn't improved. And I completely understand that. When you look at all these other RFCs and try and say that it, it hasn't improved even a little bit, I said to them, like, maybe we could put a metric on how much we think it's improved, right? Do we want to say 95%? Do we want to say 80? Do we want to say 20? And they're like, 0.0006. But really, so with, with these fundamental rewrites of most of the system, making yeah. it faster, more consistent, making the syntax, parser, lexer, tokenizer, all of those things be more consistent, it hasn't improved at all because the function names are still wrong. That's Yeah, the biggest uh, ones I hear complain about, which I understand why if you look at it from the outside, it does seem that way. It's that, the function naming methods, and then the, uh, also like the haystack needle uh, order, which the haystack needle order does actually have a pattern to do it. The strings are a certain way and arrays are another way, which is done. I agree. But there's things like that, like the naming and then the needle haystack. You can't change that without backwards compatibility breaks. They're pretty significant. Yeah. So you understand why they haven't fixed it. I don't think it's actually that technically difficult. It's just backwards compatibility is a big deal. Yeah, it's, it's less of a technical problem. And from what I've heard, it would just be more of a time commitment problem. Who's going to do it? Um, and people always complain about um, adding more functions to the global namespace. So the approach there would be, because if, if you try to alias them and make them a standard name of functions, then you double the number of functions in the, in the, in the programming language. So the other alternative there is to put them all in a namespace. So now you have to, like some of these functions work this way and some of them aren't namespaced and Sometimes you could just type use PHP and they might end up being roughly the same, but then on another file you put use PHP and, and it doesn't quite work based on which functions you've used and whether you're already using the alias or the, mm -hmm. the old one. Like it could get really, really fucked up. Um, yeah. Yeah, you pretty much have to throw them all in the global namespace, but then you, like you said, you have double the functions, which is why. Yeah. So I guess you would deprecate the old ones, you throw in the new ones, and then hopefully the next major version. Yeah, they probably put in both for a while and keep them yeah. undeprecated just to not scare people on an upgrade. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, then it would become deprecated and then it would be done. But it's a shitload of work. And, and it's something that I do hope is approached in, in PHP 8. Um, it's the, the rewrites. It's kind of like with, uh, with Apple releases. Like every other one, one of them's pretty and then one of them's good. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like they, they add new shiny features. And then the next version, they'll rewrite the core of some stuff to make it quicker or you know, make your battery last longer, whatever the hell. So one gets you know, the users excited, and the other one gets the server nodes excited. And, mm -hmm. and PHP 7, like just the, the absolute consistency that it's brought with, with so many things. Like it's really hard to explain right fucking now. And I can do a blog post about it. Um, but the consistency is amazing. And if, if in 7.1, 7.2, 7.3, they add some fancy features. Um, someone has been talking about generics for a bloody long time. Like the last time I tried to do the array of RFC, we got shouted down because some people wanted generics. So that could end up in 7.2, for example. Like you can add these nice features that everyone thinks makes it a proper language some other time. But um, yeah, for now, consistency is awesome. And the standard library could absolutely be replaced, but in PHP 8 or something, just one thing at a time, folks. Yeah. <laughs> it's madness. You can't just completely change the whole language in one release. Yeah, and they, they keep saying things like, oh, you shouldn't even try. Python 2 or just 3. Exactly, yeah, that's the biggest problem. If you try and change everything, it's 
have people stopped using Python 2 yet? They're nearly on 4, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it still has a pretty large user base. Yeah, it's, it's completely insane. Yeah. Um, that's one of the nice things I've noticed about um, handling the PRs for phpversions.info is that a lot of people who then talk shit about PHP will then say, okay, well, fine, you've got, put, you've got version 7 out. That's not going to be your savior for, savior for another decade because no hosts are going to support it and no one's going to switch to use it and it's going to cause this massive rift and it's going to take forever. That's fucking patently false once again. Um, if you look at phpversions.info, there's a lot of big hosting companies that have already switched to it. Uh, I actually get emails um, about the PRs coming through and quite often they come out before the email alert about PHP 7 uh, itself. So, like, you know, they write the blog posts like a day or two after the security tag. Most of the hosts update as soon as the, 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 the actual tag is made on GitHub. And that's before they fucking announce it on php.net. So people can't say that, you know, PHP 7 doesn't matter because uh, this, this version isn't going to be used forever because hosts already fucking use it. So mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting to see how different things are in this major change to between 4 and 5 before. You yeah. probably remember that, right? It's fucking terrible. But a lot of package stability breaks, which this really doesn't. This has a lot of yeah. improvements. And the speed is probably the biggest motivator, I think. Thinking you can double the speed of your app just bring your PHP version. It's pretty fucking huge. Yeah. Well, didn't Rasmus call this the green release? They're like, if we can yeah. make everything twice as fast and everyone needs half as many servers and therefore we can, you know, reduce the uh, electricity usage of 80% of the internet and less polar bears yeah. have to be homeless mm-hmm. or something. I mean, it seems far-fetched, but I mean, it has an actual real-world impact. Yeah, I mean, think what HHVM and, uh, has done for companies like Facebook and, and, uh, and for Wikipedia. Like, they've managed to scale back the numbers of servers that they need to use to run PHP. So that's literally saving a lot of energy. If you think about, I don't know what the numbers are, but think about how much fucking electricity that the Facebook get through with their servers. And any improvement they can get is going to save them a bunch of money. Makes yeah, a bunch of sense. A small language printer makes a huge difference across all the servers that you are running Yeah, it's madness. Um, so that back to the back to the original thing um, is you know PHP can't be used for can't be used for big websites. Uh, do you want to have a look at that list? I sent of a couple of ones that, that do. Yeah, so most of these are new. So like the the list we have here, the bigger ones are like Facebook, they do Yahoo, you know, Wikipedia. Right, and, um... right. Those those are the big ones that a lot of folks know about, and we'll ignore for a minute that they use HHVM, not PHP proper. Um, yeah, I mean, really, it's the same thing, though. It's just an implementation. Yeah. Um, so surprising to me is Uber was originally built on it. Do you know they're still on PHP, or they migrated off? No, they moved away a long time ago. But the um, the original version of Uber, um, I think it might have been one of their prototypes or early builds, uh, was built on top of Codeigniter, which was hilarious. The CTO of Uber told me that, so that one's a fact. Nice. Uh, we time uses Drupal. USA.gov uses Codeigniter. One book. Tumblr. Uh, I actually knew about that one. That one was a pretty big deal back in the day, at least, because it was one yeah. of the first. They still manage a lot now. Um, they actually just tried changing from. Um, they they ran a couple of servers. Um, upgraded it to PHP 7 and then ran their test suite and pretty much everything worked. They discovered like one or two bugs, but the upgrade from PHP 5X to 7, they did it slightly drunk at a hack project. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, importantly for all of us, Pornhub and Uporn both use PHP. 
And uh, there's some classics, like I'd say I'm not sure if I know about those. The Slack actually surprised me. You know, the Slack being kind of a real-time chat program was pretty surprising. Yeah, that one, I, that one I need to verify myself, actually. Uh, the, the source is questionable. But um, yeah, I mean, a quick Google would probably tell us that. i just throw it in at the end. Yeah, I just, I kind of assumed they'd be on Node or some kind of, um, yeah, ASIN. I'm sure they have plenty of aspects that aren't entirely PHP, but I think yeah. what, what people, people have been saying about this, uh, you know, PHP can't be used for big websites. It just can. And I will firstly define big, because those websites we've just run out are pretty bloody big. And someone said, well, okay, okay, fine. Uber, pretty big. But they didn't use, uh, they didn't use PHP for, for their iPhone apps. So I'd say that's where most of their logic, their business logic lies. I'm like, uh, Okay, no one's using PHP to build iPhone apps, and if you are, can you please fucking stop that? That sounds terrible. But um, well, they use it. Exactly, that's what I said. So um, yeah. yeah, like the, most of the business logic goes in the API. Sure, the front end logic uh, is in the front end system, and there's probably quite a lot in there. But when any, when when you work for these companies that have multiple front ends, you want to put as little business logic in the front end as you can, obviously, because that front end that business logic. Uh, you have to define what business logic is, but most of the logic needs to be centralized in an API or services that, that satellite that. So, um, yeah, the API was running on PHP. That means that most of their business logic was in there. Most of the value of the company was in was in PHP in, in a bloody coding nighter API. So that that's pretty big. Like, what are we talking about? Can't do big websites. What what is the definition of of can and what is the definition of big? Because it can and it has, and these websites are huge. Like Pornhub. It's one of the largest traffic websites in the fucking world. It's ridiculous. And a lot of people want to watch porn, I suppose. And they, they go there. And the amount of traffic, they, they do some really cool conference talks. I don't know if you've ever seen any, but um, they're very proud of their tech stack. They've, mm-hmm. they've done a lot of good stuff. And a lot of it's running PHP, comically enough. Well, I mean, think about the, the load and also the real-time video playing. And how porn usually plays faster than on YouTube when you do a video. Yeah. And then people will say there, wow, the video server's probably not written in PHP. And I'm like, right. Like, no one's <laughs> saying that for PHP to be good at its job, it has to do every job possible. Like, you shouldn't try and do everything with PHP. That doesn't mean that it doesn't have a place in the stack. You know what I mean? It's handling the logins. It's handling the sessions. It's handling pulling up the data. It's probably got Varnish in front of it, which every fucking website should if you're handling a huge amount of traffic. Like, it, it fits into the stack as well as any other system. Um, <laughs> and what I'm saying with this, all, it, it sounds ridiculous. It sounds like I'm trying to defend P, uh, PHP. Why? Do you, do you ever get this? Do you ever get called a PHP apologist? Ben? Um, not as much as you do, I guess. Probably because I'm not as outspoken, and I do use a lot of other languages. Whereas yeah. you seem to be kind of pigeonholed in just PHP, even though you do use other languages. As well. Right. That's the funny thing. I mean, so I, I, I pay attention to like PHP Reddit and things that people are saying about PHP because I was very involved for a long time, and I was involved in. So many bloody things. All my freelance work was PHP. Like I explained before, I was kind of stuck. Um, so I read a lot about what's going on. And I see people saying a lot of stupid stuff. And the more involved you get, the more of this stuff ends up coming into your inbox as well. Um, and so when I see people talking shit about PHP, it's not like, oh, you insulted my favorite football team. I'm so angry. Like, I, it's nothing to do with that. It's more that like what you're saying is factually untrue. Um, yeah. So if they say, like, I hate PHP because it's got a really inconsistent standard library, I'll be like, I know, that's fucked me off for years. Really right. annoying. I wish they'd fix that. It doesn't matter. Like, I've memorized them and I have to Google shit. But, you know, it sucks. I totally agree that it sucks. Yeah. Uh, but when people moan about shit that doesn't matter or isn't true, like, well, PHP's crap. It hasn't got a built-in development server. 
Yeah, it has. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they complain about stuff that just isn't true. Well, it's um, also bad for newbies coming up. I'm, you know, we both are very big on switching languages based on your task. Yeah. So if you just take PHP out of the list for what people think is a legitimate choice, you know, they can make a bad choice. Yeah, and that's, that's one of my larger concerns. Like, people just think I'm arguing on the internet for the sake of arguing on the internet. What I'm usually doing has some purpose in my head, at least. Mm-hmm. Like, the reason I got involved in that conversation about the, can PHP use for big websites? Like, normally I'd just ignore it. But there were so many people in there that sounded genuinely concerned. Like, I don't know. I, I'm starting to think that I shouldn't because these people said it was bad. And because you get these bullies coming in and being like, I like Haskell and it's amazing, so I'm going to tell everyone else that they're a dick for not using Haskell. Those people cause problems for people. If I'd had, had, if I'd had somebody come up and scream at me and say, PHP is a piece of shit, you shouldn't be learning this, I would have ended up rushing off to some other language. And that, that might have helped me in the long run. It might also have not. Like If I'd have been scared off of PHP and had some really complex fucking proper language thrust upon me, at 11 years old, I might not have picked it up quite so well i might not have been as interested in programming and i might never have had a job and a fucking career in programming so when i see people bullying uh people by saying you can't do this it's less about like "Mm, please don't insult my favorite language it's quite nice really it's it's more about like you're actually spreading fud and you're lying and you're being an ass about it while you're doing it so i'm going to tell you that you're wrong and i think people need to do that a little bit yeah i was actually uh, i was just giving a bit on slacks that it's, it's a very mature stack. It's interesting. So from what I see here, they actually tweeted about it. Um, they're using PHP for their app, MySQL for their database, Solar for their search, and then Java as a messaging server. So that's how they get their real time against us through Java messaging server. And PHP handles the actual app part of it. But I mean, that's very traditional tech stack that most startups wouldn't choose. It's really interesting. Yeah. Fair play to them. Like That's a perfectly capable stack. Um, the real-time stuff, get some Java in there. Absolutely. Yeah. We've seen a lot of people recently start to use Elixir for messaging. So it's got a lot of good messaging stuff built in, um, but it's all, all roughly the same. Mm. Like I wouldn't try and use PHP for real time. Like it may be React and stuff, but it's just not, not, as, uh, not as mature as fucking Java is that's been around a while. Yeah. It'd be a lot harder. Even you get a select size, you have to think about hiring people. It's a lot easier to hire a Java programmer than it would be a React programmer. Yeah, exactly. So interestingly, we're talking about uh, how, do you, how do you pick a language? Like how do you select them? How do you, where, where you've worked in the past, how do you pick which to go for? Do you just do PHP for the fuck of it, or how do you pick what you're going to do? Usually it depends on what the needs are. Um, more and more I've been moving to, to node-based projects for newer things, and a lot of the advantage there really is that you reuse code, you use libraries, things like that. So if you write some library for a node, if you write it properly, you can also use it for the front end. And so there's a lot of reuse there, which is pretty nice. But it really just depends on the project. So if it's like super modern, real-time thing, probably going there. Just, there's other options that are just as good, but it's what I know. And then if it's going to be something fairly stable, traditional, um, especially API work, and a lot of choice there is just the libraries that are available, the, the team, you know, what skills do people on the team have, how proficient are they in a certain choice. And um, also code reuse there. So if you so you're migrating a legacy project to something new, or if you're starting a project, you can a lot of times reuse code at elsewhere. And a lot of code out there for PHP. It's not cutting edge, so you definitely reuse a lot of there. I try to. It's kind of balanced between you know what skills people have, what the project actually calls for. Although most projects can be done in any language, and then just um, 
where we're going to try to get resources and reuse here from other places. So, yeah, now I've got nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's spot on. Um, I, I think whenever you, you come across somebody who was uh, trying to find the best language, then, then those people are just wrong from the start. Uh, yeah. Because there isn't a best language, and and everyone just says, "Oh, you're flippant, and you're sitting on the hedge, and you're trying not to offend anyone," and they say all this stupid stuff about whenever you try and be fucking objective and pragmatic about um, programming languages. And I, uh, a couple of years ago, I came up with the idea of making a programming languages top trumps pack, right? Yeah. And you pick two languages next to each other, and you can always say, "Well, this one's best. I'm going to play. I'm going to play it on readability, and then I'm going to play this one based on like scalability." Nice, nice fake terms that people throw around. And like one will always beat the other based on that one, but then they'll always lose on another thing, right? Um, and and that's absolutely it. Like, there's not even there's not even usually a best language for the job. Uh, there's quite often a series of languages that would be pretty fucking re- really. Uh, it would be really easy to write the application in if you were well experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, but not everyone's really experienced in every language. So there's usually languages that could do a certain thing slightly better than something else could. Um, and, and, and like you said, there's, what, are the, what does the team know already? There could be Erlang, great for messaging. We had this at Ride recently where we, we, we're all service-based. You have loads of different languages for different things. And we wanted to build a new service, and someone said Erlang. And it would have been brilliant at doing the job. It would have been incredibly fast and not that much code involved, thanks to the standard, the, the code that comes with Erlang, making that messaging system really simple. But there's only one fucking person in the company that knows Erlang. <laughs> Yeah. So you could say, well, this is a great opportunity to, to learn. And yeah, it, that would be great if it wasn't for the fact that we're a startup who embraces rapid application development. We have to right. build and iterate and we have to, hit, we have to hit these certain milestones to prove that the ideas the business are having, uh, they need to become validated before we worry about building this, this absolute Mona Lisa, just beautiful motherfucking piece of code, right? That's right. in the perfect, best, most appropriate language possible. We have to work out whether anyone gives a shit about it because we spent the last year building an app that really didn't, no one really gave a shit about. So we could have really just spent an extra, extra year building this like, most beautiful thing. But instead, we just slapped it out in Ruby because it it's, like, it's an API and we did it in Ruby. And the, the, the endpoints are like 400 milliseconds each, which isn't bloody great at all. We'd like them to be 50. Um, but we could have like really wangled about it and then we just wouldn't have a company anymore. So there's, yeah. there's what the team knows, what, it, what the language would be good for itself, what other code is around. Like I've picked which language I should write a service in based on which gems I wanted to use. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if there's yeah. st- stuff like that, like it's, it's so much less than the, 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 the language itself, like the purity of the language that, mm, it's, oh, it's just such a nice language. Like it's not about that ever. It's, yeah. I actually argue with people a lot because people seem to be very afraid of rewriting an application or porting a language or an application to a different language. And it's like, you know, there's premature optimization and that can start at the language. Like, you don't need to write everything in pure fucking C and get it <laughs> as fast as fucking possible until you validate the idea. So yep. maybe, maybe you knock it out in PHP and then it gets super popular and you have to rewrite it in something else or you have to move to feeling like Facebook's doing. That's kind of what they did. Yeah. They knocked out the application, it got super popular, and then they started porting pieces away as needed. And there's nothing wrong with that. And also, ports take a lot less time than originally writing, because you have a spec, you a lot of time have a unit test library that you can compare against, and you know what your end result's going to be. So even if you were to port the same app from PHP to PHP, it would be better in the long run, because you 
you know all the answers to these questions now that you probably didn't know a year ago when you first wrote it. Yeah, this is true. And this is something I, I, you hear all the time with like, I've mentioned before on the podcast that like, uh, oh, my friend Zach rewrote this Symphony 1 application um, from PHP and into Go when it went from being like five seconds to 0.4. Um, yeah, like most of that, most a lot of that will be Go. A lot of that will be removing some of the, the, the shitty PHP code that was written. And, um, and probably 20, 30% of that will just be the fact that it was rewritten at all. You know, like the fact that you rewrote that is, is yeah. what gave you the 20% boost because you know exactly what needs to be done. There's probably a lot less dead code. There's probably a lot less kind of wafting around through this. You know, people change the, uh, the way the code works a lot of the time. And, and while it might have been designed well in the first place, it's a crazy path of 50 methods when it could just be three. Like mm-hmm. this stuff all means that the language is far less important at doing it. And um, yeah, it just blows my mind that people try and find the best language. Because <laughs> programmers just do this. It's something the programmers do, and I, I know that it comes from a good place, I guess. And everyone wants to find the best IDE and the the fucking best, like um, the best alias config, uh, the the best like dot files. You know, they they want to find the best thing that will make them the best developer. And when you come across something else that's just innately human, I suppose, is that when you come across someone that thinks they've found the best, you you both want to share that, and you both want to talk about it. But then the thing that we do far too often is go, your preference is different to my preference. Fuck you. <laughs> why, does, why does that happen? Like You like a different type of Subway sandwich to me, so you're a dickhead. Like, just uh, your own sandwich. Very human. We do love everything, right? I mean, politics, religions, we all think our choice yeah. is the best choice. It's, it's just good when people recognize that. Like People need to yeah. just recognize why they prefer something. And to be honest, it's one of those things, Like uh, I, I feel this about humans, is if you want to be racist or sexist or misogynist or do you want to be any awful type of human being you want you carry the fuck on as long as you keep the, your thoughts and your actions to yourself right like if you're an absolute scumbag douchebag um that's fine as long as you don't stop someone getting a job or like attack people or molest them like you can do whatever the hell you want so <laughs> you can you can like any framework or any fucking tool or anything whatever you, you do what you want but don't stop other people from doing what they want if yeah. someone's using a language that you don't like Maybe point out a few, uh, point a link to uh, link to an article saying like, here's some massive security hole or or something else. But don't just don't throw a fractal of bad design at me. Actually, that's a really bad idea. <laughs> but just maybe send a link and and share your thoughts. But then fuck off about that because people have different preferences and that's totally okay. Well, I think that's the end of that yeah. one anyway. I'm, yeah. I'm glad I got off my chest because it's been doing my head in for a couple of days. This is basically just like a film the therapy session tonight. Yeah. How much do I do I owe you? Um, <laughs> Two beers. <laughs> Two beers. Well, I've got a massive bottle of cider over there somewhere. It's fucking lovely being back in the UK and having oh, access to What are you drinking? Well, it's not, this isn't actually good cider. This is cheap cider. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how about we switch to kind of the classic uh, year-end review? Ooh, what's, your, what's your 2015 been like? What was your last? So we last had a, an actual published episode in September. I'm actually both traveled a little decent bit between September and now. Uh, do a little year end review. Uh, yeah, travel a little bit. Um, uh, no, I just went on holiday to Hawaii. Really, hanging out with a friend there. Oh uh, yeah, how was Hawaii? It was really cool. They have five foot turtles, and they were right by. I was right did by the beach. Them? No, that will cost you five hundred thousand dollars because they have quite steep fines. I'm um, I'm about four hundred and seventy short of of that fine. So. I was wondering if I could get, uh, put that on Kickstarter. 
I will cuddle a turtle. Downsides might go to prison. <laughs> what will the money be used for? Paying the fine. I would um, imagine, you know, prison in Hawaii is going to chill, though. Yeah, probably, probably by the beach somewhere. Yeah, I mean, there's, no, there's, no, there's no knowing if I'd stay in Hawaii. They'll probably move me to fucking Idaho or somewhere. It'd be terrible. Go on. <laughs> I don't want that. No, hanging out in Hawaii, doing. I was working while I was there, and uh, mm. hanging out with Calvin Froage, who I've not got around to getting on the podcast, but I want to. He's oh, I've not seen that guy in shit. I think since the CICon New York or something. Uh, CICon, he he did New York, and he was at uh, San Francisco too. And mm. um, in San Francisco, he was a really funny guy because um, he he turned up, and he, he's a he's a really interesting person. Like he's hiked the Appalachian Trail, which is about three thousand miles. Um, he's done all sorts of stuff. Uh, he's he can usually be found with a machete halfway up a mountain somewhere, and that's what we did. And it was it was tough, <laughs> like scourging for fruit on the side of a mountain somewhere. Um, but he gave this talk about design patterns, really, really in depth stuff. Like I'd never thought about design patterns as hard as, as I was learning so much listening to him talk. And he looked like I just picked a bum off the street and gave them a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of an idea, like a bit of a spruce, not too much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, he, he also he had like I'm sure he's grown up since, but he looked like a baby. Like he looked like an 18 year old. He still does. He's a 26 year old going on 12. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, that was a really interesting talk. Cause it just it just blew everyone's minds when you get yeah. that talk. You could just see everybody on it. It's like people started off like, oh god, what is this going to be? Is he going to ask for money? And then all this stuff is like, <laughs> whoa, you just hurt my brain with your words. <laughs> The ends of uh, the new battery. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, not, nothing really. Yeah, nothing really programming related there. But um, I don't know. I just felt like 2015 has been an awesome year because my 2014 was a shit show, as we've been through before. With, uh, basically, guys uh, and and listeners in general, um, if you want to not have a bad time, don't get deported and uh, and lose all your money because that doesn't help. But <laughs> also helps to pay taxes. Pay, yeah, paying your taxes is good. I've, I've actually started paying for 2014's taxes now. I'm oh, you're still through. 2014? Yeah, man. I didn't pay any taxes in 2014 because I was going through that shit show. Like, all the money that came in had to go straight on the apartment that I couldn't get rid of because they wouldn't let me out of my fucking lease. Mm. Um, so, luckily, I didn't make that much money because I wasn't legally allowed to work for half the year. So, uh, <laughs> it's been hilarious. Uh, but I'm, I've paid off a good half of my 2014 taxes. I'm going to. How's the uh, Airbnb doing? Airbnb is great. Um, I've had, I've actually had a lot of developers. Pretty much everyone that stays at my apartment is a software developer or just like a Korean girl traveling around. Like that, that's the two groups of people that come the most. I don't, don't really know why. But, you need um, to work on your marketing. You're only hitting this too much. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I'm advertising for those. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been really fun. Like I have people on the sofa. I sometimes put people in the bedroom and. If people end up booking the sofa and the bedroom at the same time, I just stay at Zach's house. It's nice. amazing that way. You get booked out now. You're over in the UK. Yeah, there's a German chap on the sofa. He's keeping an eye on Stoford for me. He's topped up the feeder. Nice. <laughs> what, was your, uh, what was your last conference? I haven't been to one since we did our last recording, PHP oh, Northwest. Oh. Yeah, when I said I was going oh, to. Yeah, my next conference Sorry. actually is going to be. A, I kind of said that I wasn't going to do any more. Um, and then my green card people were like, you should, you should do some more. So I, to help get my green card, I need more evidence that I know anything about programming. So hopefully they don't look at this podcast, but I'm going to be speaking at Sunshine PHP, 
It's the sequel to my API talk, and it's got nothing to do with PHP. I'm not talking about PHP because I don't bloody use it, but um, it just so happens to be had at a PHP conference. This is your first time giving the sequel? Sorry? Is this your first time giving this new talk? Oh, the new talk, yes. Uh, I haven't written it yet. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be based on experiences with APIs since the book. Um, a lot of what the first talk was about is kind of going from knowing a little bit, like having a vague idea, to, to actually some of the stuff you need to know to actually be able to build one. So it's kind of beginner. It's you know not everything you need to know, but it's kind of beginner. Then this is more advanced. Um, and a lot more pragmatic advice than most people give you. Like a lot of people just force rest on you and say you have to use rest and don't really explain why or how or when rest might not actually be what you want. Or they say they treat Hatios like this, this big complex goal that has to be achieved for you to be a good API developer without really explaining why you need Hatios and, and why maybe Hatios might be a unnecessary distraction for you. Uh, some examples of that are like, I'm not going to do the whole talk now, don't worry, but people talk about things like, um, well, the concept of using REST. Uh, REST is meant to be an architecture for APIs and systems in general that can last for decades, right? Well, my startup might not last another three months. Why am I trying to build an API that can last for 20 years? Because even, even if the startup company does last another six months, maybe you're going to completely fucking rebuild it. So the idea that the APIs shouldn't be versioned um, or change ever is also something else that comes into question because we have fundamentally completely changed the concepts and the relationships of the entities between ride one and two. So if we tried to bash it into the same endpoints just so we were doing a good job according to Roy, then that, that would be bad. So well, it's trying to have a, a pragmatic, objective conversation about Rest is not bad, but you shouldn't be trying to use it all the time necessarily. Because people, have, people for years have been clamoring to be Rest and then realizing it's not what they want and saying, ah, fuck Rest, which is ridiculous. It's, rest is good, but you might not need it is, is kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, I mean, there's the whole argument too with the is Rest without anything else. Now, exactly, I, yeah, that's I, the I, other thing. The Rest is just like this pattern and you try to fit, but you can't do it. Just like any, any real world implementation is never perfect. It's not yep. academic, right? Absolutely. That's the other thing, because people have what is rest. They, yeah. They've misused the term rest so that people think it's actually less than it, uh, that think it's different to what it really is. And then people have tried to obtain this misused thing and then failed to achieve that misused term and then complained about it the whole way through. So the whole conversation, the, 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 the rest topic is so muddied that it's really hard to have any sort of like objective conversation about it. And that's kind of that this talk will be about not like well this isn't really rest like no one cares about that but um, mm -hmm. just kind of giving you advice on how restish do you need to be and why yeah. and when can you ignore that for, for useful stuff sounds good no, I like that because I I'm a fan of Hedios but I rarely use it in the real world because like you said if your API is going to be around three months then yeah but I still consider most APIs are restful because they follow the same patterns yeah um, also some like uh, pragmatic uh, advice about dealing with uh, De dealing with API stuff within the team as well, because you can learn how to build one, but learning how to like manage change with a team of, of people that all expect things is, is tough, like the iOS team and the web team and everything else. But, but yeah, um, how about you, sir? What, has, what have you been doing since, since Seattle? Since Seattle, I spoke at ConnectJS, which is a conference in Atlanta. So it's a JavaScript conference traditionally, but they added a PHP track, and there's one other track as well. So um, 
Yeah, and next year, actually, they're going to split it off to a legit polyglot conference. Nice. Connect the web. It was fun. It's a real fun time. It's pretty local for me. I just drove up to Atlanta, um, stayed up there, met some really cool people. Um, good. It's mostly organized by the Atlanta PHP group, and I believe they had help in Atlanta. That was a cool group as well. That was fun. Um, went to ZenCon in Vegas, which was fucking awesome. Ooh, that was really fun. It's my first year ever going to or speaking at ZenCon, and that was definitely an experience. It was at the Hard Rock Hotel in Vegas, and you know, I actually left with more money than I came with. Very really? For me, how much we talking? Two hundred bucks. But considering I, mean, I was, you can pay for editing on the next two episodes. Nice. <laughs> That's well played, sir. Normally, you say you normally lose a thousand. Yeah, that was kind of my plan going. I was like, yeah, I'll set aside a thousand bucks to lose, but I actually made money, so it's like I made twelve. <laughs> wow. Well played, sir. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, As you can tell, I'm great with money. Uh, so what else am I should look in the calendar? Why are you talking to oh, a man? I went to... Half... You said again? I was going to say, you're talking to a man that owes half a year's worth of taxes, so you can't really... Uh, <laughs> we're, we're both as bad as each other. Yeah, I think I've got you beat there. At least. Well, better. I paid my taxes. Then I went to HP World in D.C., which was a really good time. Well, I didn't speak there. I just hung out. I actually didn't even attend. I hung out for drinking. And I, when my coworkers attended. <laughs> just lurking around the bars. Well, a lot of times I, you know, I go and I don't actually attend. I just kind of do that, lurk around the bars. <laughs> so this time I just embraced it. I'm like, I'm going, but I'm not taking a ticket. And it was fun. It was good. Nice. Yeah, I was meant to go to that. I had a, I had a, a complimentary ticket, and I was like, yeah, I get to go and hang out with some of my friends. And then I went to Hawaii instead. <laughs> life, <laughs> life is, life is ridiculous. Uh, but that's that's pretty much it. That wraps up my 2015 travel. 2015 has been a very good year. So the company is doing very well. We've had a lot of improvements, a lot of growth. We, I've upped my conference speaking quite a bit, which has been really fun. So previously, I gave maybe two or three talks a year this year. I think I hit 10 or so. Oh, wow. That's um, a big jump. Yeah, it's a big jump. I and kind of went from being very selective to just taking on any conference assignment fun in a nice location. Okay, so next year, I'm going to slow back down for sure. So next year, I'm probably going to go down to maybe six conferences or something like that. Okay, so did you just apply to more, or did they approach you, or both? I applied to more. Um, before, I was rather picky about the ones I would even apply to, but last year, I basically just did them all. <laughs> yeah, well, when I was doing uh, stuff for my, for my visa, uh, the selection was, how big are they? <laughs> yeah. Um, as long as they will impress the U.S. government, I will, I will do these right. conferences. Or if it's a place I want to go to. That's, that's my main criteria, usually. Like, do, yeah. do the dates work, and do I want to go there? Like, well, conference in Minnesota? I don't know. There conference are, in that, Vegas? Yeah. Yeah, right. Minnesota, no. Uh, there were a couple I went to just because I knew they'd be really fun. Uh, I've been really excited about speaking at, at what, I think, tried attending Lone Star one time, and it didn't work out. But I, was, I heard so many good things about Lone Star. Like, I was really upset that I missed it. I think... I think I missed one because I was busy being deported. Like I wasn't allowed in the country, so I didn't go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I, I was really excited about going to one, um, speaking at one this time because it was great. So it's not all of them I'm just like using for paperwork, but yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely, definitely did more than I would have liked to have done purely for the paperwork. <laughs> right. No, it's always a good time. Yeah, it's fun. 
Mm. Have you got any new talks that you're going to be doing this year? Or are you going to recycle the same old yeah. shit? Yeah, uh, mostly the same old shit because they keep taking it and, you know, free travel. But uh, cool. in January, I'm speaking at Ski PHP, which they're bringing back this year. Mm. Uh, Ski PHP was around like two or three years ago. And it was really great on a conference in Utah. We have conference for a couple of days and then everybody stays an extra day or two over the weekend, goes up to mountain skis, which is pretty fun. But they merged with Open West, which we attended together last year, or we spoke at last year. Yeah, uh, it was thing. I fucking hated it. Well, the Open West, was, <laughs> nothing against the conference, thanks for having me. It was great, except I hated it. Yeah. It was yeah. just uh, a lot of tracks, a lot of people. It was kind of hard to get that community feel to it. Because it was yep. just so huge, so many disparate topics. But this year, yeah, they I mean, spun it back out to being just ski. And so it's just PHP. We'll have that community again. I'm pretty excited about it. And I'm trying yeah. out a new talk there. It's a modern, I don't remember the name of it. I haven't finished writing it yet. Modern PHP and community. Or modern PHP standards and the community. Which is actually, I sat down with Gary Bernhardt in the home from the Ruby world. He, he yeah. made the what talk. Actually. Yeah, I know the guy. Awesome. Yeah. Back when I was in Seattle, he offered to help people with conference talks on Twitter, and I hit him up. We sat down for a half a day and went through uh, one of my talks and kind of just rewrote it completely from scratch to be this new uh, modern PHP standards and community talk. So it was my first time hearing that. That's awesome, man. I'm excited to see that talk. Yeah, really fun. Yeah, it's, um, I was going to say, it was a shame about uh, the, the Open West situation, because I, I applied to speak at Ski PHP, and they were like, lol, surprise, with this other thing. And uh, they did a pretty good job. Like, <laughs> they got a lot of people to the same place and it was huge and they did a good job but yeah it was it was so big and and so odd that most of the speakers I know that are usually really good fun everyone was just like a zombie they're just like yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna leave <laughs> there just, were just a lot of factors it's kind of bad timing and the, the venue was really far away from the hotel I just I went to uh, rent a car to uh, just escape and just, I just want to drive around and go see the see Salt Lake City a bit or well, Utah in general and uh, I got there I, I usually order just like the cheapest shittiest little you know tree huggiest car I can find and they were like we've run out of this little Fiat Honda nonsense whatever it was would you want a uh, Defender instead I'm like, yeah yeah please <laughs> you were very excited about that Jeep it was so much fun it was so much fun I was just driving that thing around and I was like I will go over you it was just it was really, really silly. Um, but I drove it up a fucking mountain, so that was exciting. Yeah, the, the sushi there was pretty fun. I remember that uh, sushi, sushi challenge. Sushi. I, got the, <laughs> I got the hot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a Russian roulette of sushi, basically, and one is like, you're going to want to die hot. And I was the lucky one who got it. Most of the time. You were a funny color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how much time that? How much time do we have left? Do we have time to talk about PSR 6? Yeah, we should. If anyone remembers PSR 6, we've brought it up a few times because it's been in development for four years. For four whole years. Four years. Um, uh, first off, though, are you still on the fig? Or are you just... No, I, I'm, I'm nothing related to the fig at all. Um, I used to be the representative for Pyro CMS. Uh, Pyro CMS was acquired by somebody else. So he is now the representative for Pyro CMS. Uh, the PHP League does have a seat at the table as a voting member for the FIG, uh, which is uh, Kayla Daniels. So I am nothing to do with the FIG. I'm just a, an interested bystander. I, I wrote quite a lot of the bylaws quite recently. I um, 
the, the workflow bylaw that means it has to go through review and accepted and all that stuff. So someone can just kind of like invent one and go and a vote. Right, that that happened a few times. So I, I helped write a few bylaws and stuff, but I don't do anything now. I do keep an eye on stuff and throw my opinion in, like a few other people do. You throw your opinion in? Yeah, it's pretty pretty unlike me. Okay. So now we got biased, PHP or PSR6. Yes. Um, PSR6 is an interesting one because it's been around for four years. I've had nothing to do with it, so I'm not biased here. Um, there have been two very separate camps, and we've had most of them on, on this podcast in the past. And some people say that it's too complex and they've tried to define too much. There's uh, two interfaces, one for the cache pool and one for the cache item. Um, and you can you can get an item from the pool, and then with the item, it's an object itself. So you have to get the value from the item. That's the basic concept without getting too in depth. And some people think that's way too much. Some people want um, interface composition to be used, so you can um, just define different aspects of the cache by kind of implementing a few extra interfaces. And they want the basic. Uh, they they pretty much want the entire PSR to be get set. That's it. Then you could like implement a few more interfaces to have to have right. um, implements TTL caching. So you could say um, set with TTL, you know that sort of thing. You could you could add on more like set with tags, and you could add tagging. Um, but that that didn't really fly. Now that these conversations have been had over and over and over again, that most most of the concerns that I've seen have been brought up when a concern was raised that didn't necessarily get good attention. Um, people would complain about it, and then we'd go, "Oi, come on, pay attention to this." And they go, "Oh, okay, we'll pay attention." Um, there were some times when th- there have been a lot of different people working on it, but the, the authors and the editor were having a bit of trouble with the coordinator, who wasn't necessarily paying attention to some things. But all through all throughout this process, people have been raising concerns on both sides: the the, the authors, the editors, the, the coordinators, the bystanders, the random people in the community. Everyone's been saying, "Like, whoa, 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 we've got a problem here," and then people look into it and they resolve the problem so um i got a little bit fed up when there was a vote psr6 has now been finalized and um all shit broke loose i don't think is overstating anything um and just like every time that a psr is done that's just just like any time a vote is done that someone doesn't like the result of they try and question the vote they question who has the right to vote they question you know uh, should there have been a vote at all uh, they question whether a certain um, certain topic being raised should have invalidated the vote. Uh, it's just all this stuff. All this stuff happened. And, and PSR 6, I think, is okay. I, I don't think it's the best. I don't think it was ever going to be the best. Um, and I think it's okay. And it does the job. And some people don't like it. But I think a lot of people are confusing. There is an actual problem that is bad enough that it shouldn't be a PSR or they're confusing like what is definitively a problem with what is going against their personal preferences right and that that is a problem because standards don't always there is no standard in the world that is going to agree with everyone's personal preference yeah that's that's obvious to say um so there's a lot of people that don't like it that's okay um but Anthony Ferrer does have some valid concerns. It's quite difficult whenever you talk about stuff like this, because there are a lot of people that said some nonsense. There are a lot of people that, that kind of complained that it didn't match their preferences. And, you know, that's, put that aside. Um, but Anthony Ferrer has some valid concerns, which may or may not have been responded to. Now, some of the teams say they responded to them. Some of them didn't. But 
there's this problem with there's no way to get the expiry. So if you have a cash item, you have this item here, there's nothing defined in PSR6 to say, get me when that's going to run out, right? So if, they, if a cash library wants to implement a get expiry time for a cash item, then they have to implement that in some other way with some other methods that, that don't cater for that. Now, eh, you know, eh, <laughs> it's not perfect. What, no, what, I, would, I mean, I, would, I think it's overreaching. I personally would prefer basically just to get set contract that you code against. And we all follow the same contract, and every framework has a million features on top of that contract. But, you know, a certain get set and expire or whatever are going to be available and every framework supports it. You know, I personally, I prefer just really stupid, simple interface. You know? But that's not where we are. And just because that's my opinion doesn't mean that that's everyone's opinion. And what's good for the member projects isn't necessarily as good for me, which is fine. They have different views and different needs. But I mean, look at like PS0, the first one ever. Everyone, you know, it's very divided. A lot of people hated the idea. A lot of people love the idea. You know, they make everybody happy. But it'll get done, and people will use it, and they'll have issues, and it has enough issues that will get amended, or whatever your process is for that. But uh, you can't make everybody happy. Yeah, I mean, when trying to have this conversation about get expiry with Anthony, it ballooned into a much larger conversation of what the fig is, what the fig markets itself as, and what the fig should be. Um, and the trouble is, I think everyone has a slightly different idea, um, which is unfortunate because the defined goals in the bylaws uh, are quite clear. Um, pretty much, the, the goal of the fig is to uh, be, the goal of the fig is to create standards. Um, and like things like style guides and interfaces are a form of standard. Uh, create standards that will be used by them, uh, by those projects, and uh, and it's it's for them primarily. Now, whenever people say that as a defense of the fig and, and the way that it works. Is they say, well, you know, you, you are kind of creating standards for you, but then everyone else is forced to use them. The two ways they're forced to use them are for A, random people just run about saying, you should use this. You've just released a new library package. You should release this. You use this standard. That's not the fig forcing you. That's just people thinking they're so good, people wanting to use them so much that they're, they're hoping other people do as well. Like, that's not the fault of the fig. But the random people suggest that they should use them. And the other one is that if you're a user of Symphony and Symphony implements PSR6, then you are forced to use it, regardless of your choice, is what they say. Now, of course, you can choose to not use Symphony, or you can choose to ignore their caching, aspect, uh, caching stuff, or you can choose to wrap it yourself, or whatever. There are ways around that. But the, the problem is, as the fig intends on building these standards for them, and they are meant to be used by them and their projects, they do get passed on to their users, but no project is going to um, vote on creating a standard that is so shitty that they're not going to use it in their system, right? So if we stick to the original goals of what they're for, if they're for their systems, then they're, not, they're, they're saying, I think this standard is good enough that I would like to use it. doesn't mean all the projects will. You know, that's why there are voting. Some people like them, some people don't. But they're saying, we think this caching system is good enough for the projects that care about caching in the fig to use. So we are going to use this. Now, that's going to get passed on to our users, sure. But if this was so bad that it went against the design principles that we use for Symfony or we use as Zend or we use at Drupal, then it wouldn't be a fucking PSR. So by those projects coming together and saying, this is good enough for us to use for the next version that we put out and we want our users to use this, that's kind of the goal. 
Um, and I might have explained that really badly, but I think that if you, if you expect the fig to be making things for everyone, then you're going to be very sorely disappointed when not everyone's happy with it. There's no way the fig can make it for everyone. Um, and, and if the idea is that it's good for us, they make it good for themselves, then they're doing that. And if other people want to use them and then find that they don't like it, is it fair to blame the fig? Because it wasn't really designed for them to use in the first place. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that's a communication issue. The standards you put out as the fig will be used by a lot of people and will affect more people than just a member projects. So it is fair to ask the fig, keep that in mind. Mind that they're affecting a lot of people going forward. That doesn't necessarily mean they're inclined to somehow find a standard that makes everybody happy. Yeah, so, I mean, it's probably unfair. I don't think people are expecting anyone to make everyone happy, but it's just, it's this really weird thing of, it's just really hard to, to work out because I don't know if I'm just using words badly, but if people want to look into the fig and then use that stuff, carry on, like, do they need to put a WTFPL license on there? Do they need to say like, you're welcome to use this, but you know, if, if it doesn't work out, then fuck off. Like what, what? The, the branding is very clear. Like the, the, the framework interoperability group does say, you know, this stuff is for us. And whilst the, the, the ch- decisions made here do not stop at the border of the member projects, we know that we're passing on to the users of these member projects. And we think this is good enough for our users, right? Like if, if Zend and Symphony and everyone else agreeing to make an interface in a class work in a certain way, um, that's, that's a decision being made through a body. Whereas if it wasn't being made through that body, that decision would be made for just Symphony and for just Send. So there would be these various different caching systems that were all completely different that other people still wouldn't like. So there would still be this system being pushed upon a Symphony user or being pushed upon a Zend user. It, it just now so happens that the same system is pushed upon both. I guess the downside there is if you don't like if you don't like it, then you can't escape it by sidestepping to a different framework. But that that assumes that people are changing their fucking framework because they don't like one component so the whole thing gets really murky you know the idea that that they need to work do you know what i'm saying i can't use my words today yeah i know what you're trying to say it's they're trying to do the best they can really and it's not going to be everything to all people it can't be yeah it's just people want it to be more than it is and then complain that it's not now that that's also fair like people uh, anthony was suggesting that maybe the fig could except that what it started off as, you know, this thing where we make stuff for us, um, it could accept what it was and then move on to being this bigger thing. And uh, the trouble there is... I think it has accidentally moved on to be a bigger thing. You yeah. see every known project supporting ESR 0 or 4, <coughs> it kind of Legend. accidentally moves on. <laughs> but that's been happening for a while. Like, you remember back in the day when people would use the pair coding standard? Yeah. Um, it's like when there is nothing else, people use the closest thing they have. So people, random projects all the time, um, back before PSR, anything, would use the Symphony style guide or the Zen style guide or the, or the Pair style guide. Those projects, you know, that would just be me creating a random library somewhere. I would use the Pair style guide. I have nothing to do with Pair. Now, if Pair released a new set of style guides and I went, fuck off, Pair, I don't like that. That's got nothing to do with me or pair like they're allowed yeah. to do whatever the hell they want so it'd be really strange it's just really strange that other people jump in and say fuck off when when they're making the projects and making something for them they like now, now stepping up to the next level and kind of 
owning the fact that it's a standards body then unfortunately shapes what can be done like if things need to be made that do benefit the vast majority and that, that aren't things like caching well that then means that it's unable changing to be what people want it to be mean that it's lost what it actually is so there needs to be like two different bodies one that just does like general standards and that could just be fucking code styling and they can spend their entire life arguing about tabs versus spaces and then something else that creates these interoperability um, standards and interfaces that, that these framework projects can use together. So if, if the fig becomes what, you know, step, steps up to the plate and makes standards for bloody everyone, then it needs to become something else and we'd have to make some secondary group that does what it did in the first place. Or someone could just make an actual PHP standards body, which, who does that? <laughs> Is it Zend? Because they don't own PHP. Is it a bunch of random people? Because then they'll get just called, they'll just get called elitists, and everyone will scream at them and say "fuck your standards." And we're back to square one. Like, I, I don't know how to fix people's problems with the conception of the fig. Yeah, it's a hard thing. I mean, I do like the idea of there being a PHP standards body, but I in no way would want to be involved with setting it up or doing politics or trying to promote it. Even I mean, the idea sounds nice, but if you think about it in actuality, it would be just total shit. The fig is hard enough, and at least you have community projects that have a, sh- a shared stake in it all. You try to include that even bigger. Well, I can't imagine what that'd be like to make. <laughs> right. I mean, like making a genuine standards body would be awesome, and they could take years to work on a certain thing, and then those those features could be baked into PHP. You know, like just like the right. auto loading was suggested to be in the first place, but um, something that was more official and formal and, and for everyone would be fucking amazing. But the trouble is, unless it's officially sanctioned by uh, the PHP group or somebody, then it's just going to be a bunch of random people that try to w- want to try and make PHP better and then just get called a, like, guns! Like, people just scream at them for no apparent reason, just like every other group of people that try to make PHP better in their own little way. And it, it just blows my mind that the figure, like, hey, you, you're a framework, and you, you also make a framework. And we, actually, we actually do a lot of the similar code. Do, do you want to try and reduce the amount of work that we're doing by, like, but doing the exact same thing twenty-five different times. Do you wanna, do you wanna just like join up our efforts and, and make these standard interfaces that that, so that means that we can like swap and paste code together and it works out really well. Do you wanna do that? Oh, we're getting shouted at by everyone. Why the fuck are we getting shouted at? Like, it's so ludicrous that people just hate it for not doing everything, but then at the same time complain that it does too much and it should do less, but then get shouted at for not doing enough. And it's just like ah, they're shouting at me up there and they're shouting at me over there and everyone's shouting at us. And and whilst like the goal of software is not to have everyone agree with everything you do. It is bizarre that people have really different intents for it and just whatever you think is wrong. Humans. They're the worst. That's why I like turtles. <laughs> All right. With that, we should probably wrap it up. It's been pretty long here. Yeah, All right. About right. so time to get to bed. Good chatting with you, sir. We are going to try to do another one. No promises. We're going to try to do another one in about a week. Yeah, so that's the plan. We're going to get back on track because then you promise for 2016. Yes. All right, thanks for watching, everyone. It was fun.